Since starting my Twitter account in 2009, I've had a love-hate relationship with the platform. It's fast-moving and entertaining, and there are days that I can scroll through and just enjoy the conversations. Sometimes it's great for business, and sometimes it's just a complete time suck. How do you get the most out of the Twitter platform? That's a question I've asked a number of people over the years. And today, I'm going to share excerpts of some of my favorite conversations about Twitter. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the digital toolbox from Roundpeck. And this is your host, Lorraine Ball. Today's program is all about Twitter. But rather than just talking to one expert, what I've done is taken excerpts from some of my favorite conversations with social media practitioners about their lessons for business owners on Twitter. First up is Dana Nelson, who loves Twitter because it gives her access to so many people she would never otherwise have an opportunity to meet. Most of the social media platforms that are out there, like Facebook or LinkedIn, you're connecting with people that you already know or that you already do business with. And while there's a lot of importance in maintaining a relationship and and bringing customers back, we always still need to get fresh blood every now and then. And Twitter, no matter what business you're in, is a way to really reach out when you're using hashtags and things of that nature to connect with other people who do what you do, but also to connect with new people. And so I just, I, I love Twitter. It has gained me more real experiences to help me grow as a human being and I make connections I would have never been able to make anywhere else and you were telling me some really great stories about some people that you have relationships with totally based on Twitter absolutely <laughs> who was the most interesting person that you met through Twitter that you would never have met any other way uh, probably Wayne Elsie he is an entrepreneur that has started Souls for Souls. He was a, a corporate CEO, and he uh, started a nonprofit called Souls for Souls. Uh, he and I first started reading his book, and I I just tweeted him and said, "Hey, reading your book," and wrote back, "Hey, thanks, appreciate it." And we just had ongoing conversations on Twitter from me reading his book, and he actually um, retweeted me a couple of times, and you had that whole new, wow, exciting, you know, when someone with 25,000 Twitter followers retweet you, it's kind of an exciting day. I love that. I feel like so, oh, I, I mean, it's almost like being a teenage girl again. It is. And the cute boy across the room noticed you. He looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When Pinterest first came out, I kind of reached out to him and said, hey, I noticed that Souls for Souls, you're using Pinterest. I had a couple ideas. Sent him a couple private DM messages and said, hey, I'd love to just share this with you. It's not a sales call. We ended up actually doing some business together, teaching his team a little bit about how to use Pinterest. And and it just kind of evolved from there. When he left Souls for Souls, he contacted me to help him rebrand. And any other platform, what other platform could I just reach out and say, hey, I want to talk to the CEO of this really, really powerful nonprofit to tell them my two cents on how I think they're running their social media. That is the thing about Twitter is the accessibility. Yeah. The fact that you can put a message in front of someone and get noticed and see in real time when they're paying attention to you. Now, what advice might you have for a business owner who wants to do that? How do you walk that fine line between genuine interaction and being a little too salesy? Uh, I had a business owner who sat down with me and said, I want you to teach my team how to do Twitter. So we brought in all the managers. He said, now, most of them don't use Twitter. There's this one that uses Twitter, and I'd really like you to tell him to stop using it the way he's using it. 
he's talking to these NFL football players like they're his best friends. I'm like, that's brilliant. So we go in, and I'm teaching the class, and he's expecting me to tell this manager to stop it. And I tell them, each and every one of them, I ask them, what are you passionate about? What are you passionate about? And I stopped on him purposely and said, what are you passionate about? And he, of course, he says football. Mm-hmm. And I said, if I sat down and bought you a beer, could you talk to me a little bit about football? He said, oh, yeah. <laughs> and everybody has their own passion. Everybody has their own thing. Whether it has anything to do with what you're selling mm-hmm. or not, tweet about your passions. Just talk to the general public about what you know and what you're passionate about. And passion attracts passion. And that's the thing that I would tell people is don't forget to be real, be human, and talk about what you know. Even if it has nothing to do with your business, you'll get business from it. Next up is former round pegger Jared Jewett. He and I started talking about how Twitter was growing up and brands were having to let go of a little bit of their personality to handle conversations with a larger audience. But as the medium has matured and as companies are looking at it both as a way to communicate individually but also as brands, it's harder to be snarky. Yeah, there's the, you just can't do it anymore, right? Everybody wants you to be nice. You have to be politically correct because instead of brands having Twitter as, as sort of this this small little arm that they were exploring for their voice and for their brand, it has now become, you know, one of their main weapons in their arsenal. And, and it's huge, and, and you have to be nice. It's the same as putting out a commercial. You just can't put out incendiary commercials really anymore and, and uh, expect for your brand to be successful. I still have a little bit of sarcasm mm-hmm. and a little bit of snark, but I separated Lorraine yeah. and Roundpeg, and so I created these two accounts. So when I want to push the envelope a little bit... Yeah. I'm going to maybe push it through my personal brand. In general, however, it seems like as brands have grown, they've become more impersonal. There's just no way you're going to respond to, to all these different messages. It's just, it's impossible. So these people really become more uh, of broadcasters. Uh, Twitter, I think, at least for bigger brands, has definitely just become a broadcasting medium, which isn't a terrible thing. I mean, there's some things that you have to do for customer service, absolutely, and that's expected, uh, especially if there's fires that you have to put out. But for the most part... A lot of what we even do in business now is just is scheduling broadcasted tweets. The scheduling messages is okay, but if you yeah. really want to be successful, you have to balance Absolutely. both. And I've got this great example, and this goes back a number of years ago. Very early in my Twitter experience, my husband was um, at Discount Tire, and he put up a note and said, hey, I'm a Discount Tire, got, getting great service. And someone in customer service Discount Tire reached out and mm. thanked him. Now, today we expect that. That's sort of, if you mention a brand, back then it was unusual. So he commented again saying, you know, that he was really impressed. And then that person did something really unusual. They looked at his profile, went to his his website and said, hey, A-Ball Studio, love your art. When are you coming to Phoenix? Yeah, awesome. And in that moment, they stopped being a brand and started being a person. So how do business owners do that today? How do you manage and balance the broadcast with the personal? Yeah, uh, it's, it's interesting that you bring that up because I think you know, through, again, the, the maturity of the medium, we have seen you know Twitter being a place where innovation was just bred, where it was almost forced just through the interactions, and that was awesome. And then big brand managers realized that was the way to go. And so now it's just part of marketing strategy or it's part of communication strategy is to build some sort of either interaction or customer service into the things that you're doing. 
Um, and, and I think if you just have those strategies in place and you run the people who, or you need, you train the people who need to be trained on how to kind of go through that customer interaction, uh, how, how to do what they're supposed to do, then you're set. I mean, it is just expected of you now. A really cool way to force the conversation on Twitter is to participate in Twitter chats. One of my favorite tweet chats is the DigiBlog chat every Tuesday afternoon at 4 o'clock Eastern Time, run by Carol Stephen, and I invited her to join me in a conversation about tweet chats. For people who have never participated in a Twitter chat, have you got some tips on how to get started? Sure. The first thing to know is the hashtag is what allows other people to find you. So the hashtag, which is a pound sign followed by a word, that is what allows people to organize the tweets because otherwise you're not going to see everybody. So there's different tools that you can use. I use tchat.io. There's a tool called TweetChat that you can use as well. Or you can use Hootsuite or, you know, if you have a scheduler, you could also use that and just create a column with, a, you know, do a search for that hashtag and then you'll see all the tweets with that hashtag aggregated in one column. So there are several ways you can participate and that makes it a little easier. At the very beginning of the chat, I have a tweet that says, I will tweet out the questions and then the answers start with A1 for the first question, A2 for the second question, and so on like that. Because sometimes you see some things where people go kind of off on tangents and have unrelated but interesting conversations as part of the chat. A lot of us have been together for years. For example, Larry Mouth, my partner and I have, you know, we've been friends online, but we've never met in person, but we've been friends online for many years now. As you can tell from these conversations, Twitter is a great place to connect with people you might never meet otherwise, to present a human side to your brand, and engage in regular conversations with people you may never meet face-to-face. The thing about Twitter is that no one will notice if you don't do Twitter, but they will notice if you don't do it well. So if you're going to hop on the platform, be prepared for some conversation. Look for Lorraine Ball and Roundpeg and say hello if you do drop in. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.